welcome back to YA at Heart. Whew. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. This is the book. This was the book. Let me just start off by saying right now, before we get into anything, this is not for your children. No. This- no not at all. This this season. This season. This season. <laughs> This season of YA at Heart is going to be rated R, ladies and gentlemen. So let me just give you a moment to get away from your children. Right. Go into the next room. Lock the doors. Or if you need to. Put your AirPods in. Because. Whew. All right. So the book we're reading, I'm sure everybody knows, is From Blood and Ash. And when I picked up this book during the pandemic, I thoroughly believed it was a young adult book because I think it was labeled as such. Like when I went into Barnes and Nobles, I asked for it and it was close or in the vicinity of the um, young adult section. So I just assumed it was. Yeah. At the Barnes and Nobles downtown. Yes. It might not have been like exactly in the young adult section, but it was definitely close. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So like, I grabbed it thinking it was a young adult book. Anybody who's read this book knows there's yeah, a lot girl, of no. topics that are not young adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to my girl. surprise, <laughs> granted, this is this is probably one of the best books I've ever read. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's it's hit my top three. But yeah, I was I went in thinking it was a young adult book and then realized no. Not. Very quickly. Very quickly. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So why don't we just go ahead and, and, and jump, jump in. into it? All right. So chapter one, there's a lot of information. So yeah, there's a lot going on in every chapter. Um, me and Morgan talked about this coming off of Addie LaRue, where the chapters were a page, two pages at max, maybe a, maybe like five or six pages per chapter. This book the chapters are a good what like you would say 10 15 pages i would say so yeah yeah it's yes. really nice i feel like i'm getting a lot good context correct i do have a lot of questions and like as we go through like i'll ask you because like we said ashley has read this I've book read before book. Yeah. and i'm coming into it with like virgin eyes yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> so like, what is this what is going on um but yeah I feel like I'm getting a lot of information and I'm like being fully immersed into the story and it's just so nice and refreshing yeah. yes so I like I feel like I'm jumping right into the story which is exactly what I like yeah and so the first chapter I wrote in in a couple of my notes like I don't think we get her name right off the bat and it's it's more about Okay, so you're you're reading this from her point of view. Mm-hmm. And by her, her name's Poppy. And I talked to Morgan about this. I was like, her full name is that is it Penelope? <laughs> Cuz I've always had a hard time trying to figure out her name. Um but I believe it's yeah. it's like it's a version of Penelope and then her last name is uh Belfour. Belfour. Yeah. Be- yeah, Belfour. So uh her nickname is Poppy and the people who call her Poppy are people who are close to her. Um which would be her her personal guard, uh, Victor, which we immediately run to run into within the, the first chapter um, in a very funny way. So <laughs> we're going to get there. So the book is from Poppy's point of view. So in the beginning, we're with Poppy in a seedy area. <laughs> it's it's the Red Pearl, essentially. Um, and the Red Pearl is a brothel or some form 
of a brothel because they also play cards there and stuff yeah, like poker. It's like a like a club type of environment almost yes. like a club or like a clubby lounge, but you can also like go and like have brothel activities there. Right. But the one thing that Poppy does mention about the Red Pearl, which she kind of envies and we'll go into it a little more, is people can show up to the Red Pearl and people know this is this is like a brothel CD type of uh, type of establishment, but people can go in and be wearing masks so that you don't know who they are um, yeah. just to, like protect their identity and protect whoever they are. If they are um, somebody from a noble family or something like that and shouldn't be seen there, then they can go in with a mask. Or if they don't really care or they're so high up in the hierarchy that they're just kind of like, well, you can't touch me, so it really doesn't matter, they won't wear a mask. And exactly. she says she says that's both for men and women there, which I thought was really interesting when I first read it because I was like, oh, okay. Usually, you know, men would, would frequent this type of place, but she's saying that women also frequent it. And usually if it's that type of place, it's kept very secret because anybody who's in the in a hierarchy or who's higher up doesn't want to be uh, associated. Right. They wouldn't want to be found out. No. And so for her to be like, well, no, like, you know, I see men and women here who do have masks and who don't have masks who are more than happy for people to know hey i'm here i'm here to have a good time you know what i mean so like i like sat there was like oh okay like reading it so going further into it poppy's there she snuck out of the castle that she's currently living in um and we'll get into that castle in, in a couple other chapters because there's people who own this castle that i'm not very <laughs> i don't really like <laughs> I like, they sound like assholes. Oh, yeah. So she's at the Red Pearl and she's playing cards and, you know, she just wanted to have a good time. And the reason for that is because it's insinuated in the first chapter that uh, Poppy can't do a lot. She There's a, apparently some rules in place where she can't even really interact with other people, which was interesting. Yeah. She finds ways to actually interact with people and this just happens to be like one of the first times we we find her interacting so she sneaks out she goes to the red pearl she had heard about the red pearl from you know um ladies in waiting and um servants and things like that at the castle and she was really intrigued so she went and of course she's one of the people that has a mask on because god forbid anybody find out who she is Right. And she usually wears like a domino mask anyway. A to veil. Like, yeah. A veil to like um to protect her identity when she's walking around the castle and such. If anybody does happen to run into her, so they don't yeah. really know what her face looks like anyway. But yeah, just for that extra protection. Right. And what that's for is explained further into the chapters, which we'll go into. But in this first chapter, just chapter one, you're already picking up on stuff, right? Like you're yeah. already picking up like she might have some special abilities. Oh, She's not allowed to um, show her face, which is why she she wears the mask. She's not allowed to, you know, be in this type of establishment, which is interesting. So you start picking up on these forbidden things that she isn't allowed to do, but she's mm -hmm. doing because Poppy is headstrong and she's like, I'm young, the least I, I got experienced life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a, like, I had a question. So her abilities, right? Mm. She's able to reach out and feel other people's like emotions but not like specifically if they're I guess worried if they're just in pain no so w when I read this initially I was like oh okay this is more of like maybe 
something similar to an empath where they're picking oh, up okay they're picking up on specific emotions by people the strongest emotions the strongest emotions yeah okay. Okay. so whatever you're feeling at that exact moment or whatever you're carrying with you for however long which is your strongest emotion then that's what she's picking up on if she focuses Gotcha. Right. Okay. So yeah, so that was like one of the first things I picked up. In this chapter, we also find out she's called the maiden. And the maiden, from what it, it's explained, is somebody who is chosen by the gods to save humanity and become ascended. I think that I said that right, right? Uh yeah, yeah. They're ascended. yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to yeah. Chosen by the gods and to save humanity and to ascend. And there's not really a lot of other information about no. that. And I was just like, okay, what does so that mean? what the what the fuck does that mean? Like, I, girl, like, are because you gonna give me more details? And they're just like, no, no, <laughs> that's it. What? She's a maiden. She's here for humanity. Ascended. You're gonna save us, girl. Savior. But there are certain you things know. that you can't do. Like, they're more interested in telling her what they what, what she, she can't, can't do, do than what she can do and what yeah. she or explain and what why. you can use for. Yeah, exactly. Or explain why. Okay, why are, why am I ascending? What what's going on? Why am I chosen? Why am I the maiden? What the hell is this? They exactly. they are keeping her on such such a tight leash before even explaining, hey, you're gonna save humanity. You're gonna help. You're a savior. Like, okay, right. can you explain what? Can you explain why, please? Like, hello. So and that that's a whole bunch of red flags for me. Immediately, I I'm thinking left. Immediately, I'm thinking away. sacrifice. <laughs> like, oh no, Shadi, I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> exactly. So we also find out that uh, Poppy's an orphan. Um, her parents died. Um, it's not explained exactly how in the first chapter. And she does have a brother or she had a brother, which her brother ascended. Yeah, I guess nobles ascend, but not everybody ascended. They made an exception for her brother because he was the... Her brother. What was it? Yeah, he was her brother. Was so her that's brother. What I had a question about that too, because it's like okay. the nobles or whatever, yeah. like the sons and daughters of nobles or second sons and second daughters yeah. or whatever, like they're automatically given to the court to ascend. But okay. I guess the like farmers and like lower class they people. Have, they have less choices. So Yeah, they have less choices. So they don't get to ascend. Like they just, no. they live their lives. That's what was, I guess- going to happen to poppy and her brother but then she was chosen to be the maiden right so like here's another thing when was she chosen to be the maiden exactly that was my question too when was this choice made because she remembers having her mother and her father and she remembers right. you know her brother and like right. them living a life in i guess the countryside or whatever so the question is at what point in time did they choose to have a maiden it doesn't make sense there is a plot hole there because yeah. i was like okay so they just plucked you out of girls out, out of tons and tons of people they just decide oh yep that one same what? and i remember in one of these chapters she was talking about how she hated wearing the headdress but she got used to it um and she remembers at eight years old having to yeah. wear it for the first time so i was like okay they plucked her like when she was eight correct so the thing is, is like now you think about it, she's she said that her parents passed away and right. that her brother was chosen to ascend because of her. So right. like the thing is, is like, OK, well, were you plucked after your parents died or were you plucked 
before they died. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a bunch of stuff. So, like, that's one thing, right? So, we know she's call- she's also called the Maiden. This is the reason why she can't do certain things. This is the reason why she's wearing a mask at the Red Pearl. And she's sneaking out of the castle to be able to do stuff. Because as a Maiden, a lot of, a lot of stuff is forbidden. So, then she's having her card game. And she decides... You know what? I'm not winning. So she goes to bow out. As she bows out, she, you know, walks out and she starts walking around the Red Pearl. She's this is her first time experiencing stuff. This is the first time in like the masses in with like a crowd of people. So she's walking around and just kind of trying to experience what the what the Red Pearl is. And as she's doing that, she's she's finding out real quick. Mm The red pearl is not for somebody who is not experienced. Girl, no. No. Not at all. She was like, oh my. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. And the best thing I think about this this chapter was the description of what was happening. Like, it made me feel like I was there. Yes, it made me feel like I was there. I was like, oh shit, like that, that is clear definition. So like Poppy's, you know, she's walking around, she's whatever. She ends up close to the bar is from what I was gathering. And she runs into a woman. Now, this woman is clearly somebody who works at the Red Pearl. And I say that because her description is a low cut corset type dress. You know, what I'm thinking is if you've ever watched like a cowboy movie or any type of movie with like a saloon, usually the women that work there, all they have on is like just the corset and a skirt. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's there's no no other layers that would be on the dress for like somebody who's a noble person or you know a farmer or something like that. Somebody who's in this type of business or in this type of um, industry is wearing less because that's the industry and that's the business. So she runs into somebody at the at the bar who's who's like that. And she describes her. This woman is brown skin, um, blondish brown, curly hair, I think. And she has, and they specifically like specify about the eyes. Her eyes are a honey, like a gold, not a gold, like a yellow. Like a brownish honey gold, I think. Right. Like a very warm yellow um, color. And yeah. so, so then her, the woman starts talking to her. I don't think we got the woman's name, did we? We didn't. No. No, and there was no name. One, and I was like, no. That's suspicious. That's weird. So then (laughs) what ended up happening was the woman starts talking to Poppy and, you know, they're having a friendly conversation. The woman is when when I say they're having a friendly conversation, it's friendly, but the woman is giving her cryptic like sentences. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And it made Poppy sit and be like, oh, shit, this woman knows exactly who I am. And she knows I'm here. And she's like, fuck. So she, she tries. And says it. Yeah, this is the first time we've had a maiden here. And Poppy's like, shit, I got to get out of here. I got to go. So Poppy is like, all right, obviously, if this person knows who I am, then somebody at the castle knows that I left, which means the Duke and the Duchess who own the castle are going to find out that I left, which falls into a whole nother category, which we will get into. But essentially, that that's Poppy's thinking right like that's her train of thought so she immediately is like i gotta get out of here she looks at the door to go and the person that walks through the door is her personal guard victor granted he's not there for poppy victor is there for himself oh god but here was the best thing about it so she you know puts her hood she had a hood um or a cloak with a hood and she puts that over her head so that he can't tell that it's her because poppy has she says she has bright red hair so poppy's a redhead which is distinctive she watches Victor go sit down and somebody who works at the Red Pearl 
come right up to him. And this woman immediately puts her hand on his thigh and like she's super familiar with Victor. And <laughs> and Poppy is like, I have to scrub my eyeballs. She's like, this is not how I wanted to see this man. Um, and right, then, he's like a father figure correct. to her. He's not just her, her personal no. guard. Right, which is great because like, you know, her being an orphan, obviously missing out on that type of thing. She, not that she needed it, but I'm sure being that young, it was nice to have somebody who looked at you like a father figure, who talked to you as a father figure, who right. in, a, in, a, in a sense took on that role as a father figure. And taught you how to defend yourself. Correct. So this is another thing. The maiden isn't supposed to know how to defend herself. However, Poppy had gone through a trauma and Victor recognized that trauma in her when he became her personal guard. And he took it upon himself in secret to train Poppy. So Poppy knows how to fight. Bow and arrow, sword, hand-to-hand combat. This bitch knows what she's doing. And it's because Victor was like, "Mm, we're going to instill that. You are never going to feel helpless ever again. Which, kudos to Victor. Because I sat there, I was like, he could have just been a regular personal guard and be like, look, this is just my charge and that's it. But he took it upon himself to be a father figure and to help her. Granted, Poppy realizes Victor's there. He's there for his own stuff. And Poppy's like, Mm I got to find find another way to get out because he's blocking the door. Um, right. And so, this bitch, she makes it even worse. He's like, oh, yeah, he comes here all the time. Which then made Poppy sit there. She's like, fuck. Why <laughs> would like, you tell me that? She's like, this is not what I needed to know. So then um, the same woman that she's been talking to that she thinks knows who she is tells her, hey, go upstairs. Go to this room, this specific room. The woman tells her, go all the way upstairs, go to the end of the hall. And you'll end up in this specific room. It's vacant. You can hide there. I was like, oh, no, this is a setup. Setup. Initially, like when I read this, I was like, Poppy, what are you doing? Like, no, no. But then- I was like, she doesn't have any other options, but this is a setup. I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> so then Poppy runs up. You know, she goes to the room, but I mean, she's not dumb. She gets up there and she has her hand on the doorknob and she's me like having second thoughts. She's like, I'm stupid. What if somebody is behind this door and they like just grab me? Really, I shouldn't be doing this. She has common sense. And what prompts her to jump into the room is that she hears people coming up. And so she's like, shit, this is my only option. So she opens the door, ends up in the room. It's dark. She can't tell if there's anybody in the room which we come to find out there is somebody in the room there's definitely somebody in the room oh. okay <laughs> with that, there's somebody in the room right so then we end up in chapter two and we come to find out poppy has a crush on a guard at the castle um his name is hawk and and i want everybody to remember this fucking name because this man <laughs> this man is a standard he is a standard jennifer did right all right <laughs> jennifer did right this guy so poppy has a crush on hawk and he's a new recruit so what they have at the castle is guards and then they have guards of the rise and guards of the rise are they're like a specialty guard right like they they're specific for stuff that has to do with the mist and what comes in from the mist when we get there when we get to that specific point like i have questions for you morgan because i've pictured these things a certain way but then i'm wondering like how do you picture them or how do you see them so like it was it was interesting for me to like read it and i was like um these are mm, okay (laughs) (laughs) 
So Hawk is for the rise. He's a rise guard. And Poppy says that he is beautiful. He is beautiful. He is fine. So she's like, he's, he, she doesn't say he's brown skin. He's like, uh, he has like a tan. He's like golden or something. Yeah. And he has really black hair, like jet black, jet blue black hair. Um, his eyes are the same color as the woman who sent her upstairs. Yes. Yes. So I was like, huh. What's that about? What's that about? Yep. 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 So then she says that, um, questions. Questions. Correct. So she says that Hawk, the way she describes him is she says he's not predatorial. He's primal. He walks like a cat, like what, like a ti- not a tiger, like a, um, oh my God, there was this, it was like a specific cat that she named and it was yeah. lethal. Yeah. It was, it was primal and that's how he walks and that's how he holds himself. And I was like, Poppy, you are in it. <laughs> I was like, you are in it. That was, that was my exact face. Like, oh shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So Poppy ends up in a room with this man and he grabs her by the waist because the cloak that she has on belongs to, I I think, a lady in waiting. No, it's a it's a maid. It's a maid. Uh So the cloak she took is it belongs to a maid who we come to find out Hawk has been messing around with. Yes, they are. They are. They are. That's what Hawk says. They're good friends. Okay. Okay. I was like, you know what? Basically, what goes down in this chapter, in chapter two, which is probably one of my favorite chapters. Um, basically, what goes down in this chapter is Hawk confuses her for the maid. Yeah. And he immediately, not grips her, but he immediately grabs her. And he starts to talk to her as if she's the maid. Like, oh, this is a surprise. I didn't expect you tonight and stuff. And Poppy, not wanting to expose herself, doesn't say anything. Right, And he can't tell that it's not the maid because it's dark. The cloak looks the same and he can't see Poppy's face. So he continues to talk in a very familiar way with Poppy thinking she's the maid. And then they move to the bed. He, yeah, he like, <laughs> he scoops her up. In fact, he scooped he her up. He scooped her up so fast. Like, wee. She was like, <laughs> I was like, wee. Oh, like he scooped her up, lifted her off her feet, and put her on the bed. Like whee! she was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but, this, but I thought this was so funny though because in her head, she's like she's bickering with herself because yeah. in her head she's like, "I really shouldn't be doing this. I really should get out of here. I really should go. I need to get back to the castle." However, right. the other side of her who wants to experience life is like, she's like "Oh no, 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 no! You need this." Stay. Yeah. She's like, when are you gonna have this opportunity with Hawk ever again? Stay. <laughs> you don't even know what's gonna happen to you. Exactly. In the ascension. Like exactly. No. So she's like, no. I'll... She's like, I want to experience life. So that side wins essentially. And her and Hawk get very hot and heavy, super fucking quick. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in the middle of it, right? <laughs> in the middle of it. Granted, they don't do the deed. It's just a lot of like touching and kissing and and things like that. In the middle of it, he kisses her. And as he's kissing her, he pulls back and he realizes this ain't the maid. He's like, who are you? (laughs) Poppy is sitting there. She thought she got away with it. And he's like, hold up. Mm, mm -mm, No. And Poppy's like, at this point, she had to expose herself. Like he he calls her out on it. He's like, "Uh, you're not experienced, obviously. (laughs) 
great. She's like, well, how do you know I'm not who I say I am? And he's like, the last time I was with the owner of this cloak, she tried to suck my tongue down her throat. Down her throat. Oh, oh. (laughs) And the thing (laughs) is, the thing is, is Poppy has never had a sexual experience. She's never been kissed. She's never been anything. That was her first kiss. So she's kind of, when I say inexperienced, I mean, there is nothing there. That is a clean slate. So Hawk immediately knew it wasn't the woman he's been messing around with. So then from there, Hawk really wants to see the face. And Poppy is telling him no, no, no. Which to Hawk, giving him some credit, he doesn't take it any further than that. He's like, okay, if you don't want to expose your face, not a problem. I got no problem still messing with you with your face in a mask. But he does introduce himself. He does say, well, I'm Hawk Flynn. Tell me that don't sound like a Disney character. It does. It's a Flynn Rider. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Same thing. I was like, I said, when I read that, I was like, Flynn Rider. Right there. His real name is is Eugene. But Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. (laughs) My dark Disney prince. Yes. So he does introduce himself thinking that she doesn't know who he is and they continue to get hot and heavy. And the whole chapter, the whole point of chapter two is Poppy just getting this experience and getting it with the guy that she has a crush on. Now, as they get into it, Poppy's like, I'm I'm in way over my head. He obviously is way more experienced than I thought because there was stuff he was doing that I was like, sir. Sir. Bro. Yeah. And he's like, he did something and he was like, I mean, I want to see your face when I do this. Right. But right. You won't take off the mask. I was like, ah, let me take off the mask. <laughs> but he does, he does like grab her hair and realizes she has red hair, which mm-hmm. is, again, distinctive. And so he's looking at her hair and then he is looking at like the bottom half of her face. Oh, here's something that we didn't mention that is mentioned at this point in the book. So Poppy has scars. She has claw mark scars that run the side of her face where the mask is covering. And then she has claw mark uh, uh, scars running down her thigh and like the side of her. And that those claw marks came from the night that she lost her parents, which I think is is said in this chapter too. I mean, granted, we haven't, we don't know yeah. exactly what went down that night, but at least we're getting pieces, right? Like it's a puzzle and we're getting pieces to this puzzle. So that was one thing that we now know. In this chapter too, she also tries to like, I think, I don't know if it's before they get even further into the hot and heavy or, mm-hmm. or after, um, but she tries to like, calm things down she's like no i'm here for conversation i'm not here to do what you think i am and he's like okay and they have this whole conversation while he's still laying on top on of top of her cute. it's so cute he's like all right well we can we can stop and have a conversation midway but um i'm not moving exactly <laughs> i'm not moving <laughs> so but they do like this whole conversation that they have about um like why he became a guard and like how the country oh. is kind of like fucked up and you don't really have choices when you're like not a noble. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And I thought like even though they were having um, this like super sexual moment and then it transcended into something a little bit down and then went back into something sexual, like it didn't feel like it was out of place. No. And it didn't feel like the the conversation and the topics switched all of a sudden, like it, it didn't feel fast. It felt like it moved in a natural direction and it felt believable to me. It felt very genuine to me. 
I felt the chemistry there. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the reasons why I really love, like, I really like this book. I really love this book was because mm-hmm. the characters felt genuine. We started off with the hot and heavy because he immediately thought she was somebody else. Then yeah. realizing she's not somebody else and her trying to be like, okay, I'm inexperienced. Let me try to navigate this a different way. And him being like, okay, you don't want to get to that point. Not a problem. I'm not moving from where I'm positioned, but we can go ahead and have this conversation here. And like, right. that was perfectly fine for the type of characters they seem to be. Yeah. And, so, and it was interesting. Like you said, Hawk is supposed to be, he says that he's a farmer's son. And so his only options were either to follow in his father's footsteps and become a farmer, or the other choice was to become a guard for the rise. And he's like, you know, not that he got into it for the fame and fortune, because apparently, according to Poppy, she's like, they don't last very long. So she's like, I get it. Like you, you wanted something different. And that's that was your choice. And so after that, they continue to head towards the hot and heavy, which again, Poppy is very inexperienced. So this is like her first sexual experience in anything. I wrote in my notes, she about to give up the yams. So then moving on. So yeah, okay. So the end of chapter two is Poppy basically like talking about how um, she would be exiled out of the kingdom if she is found unworthy. So we move on to chapter three. We're still moving on with the hot and heavy. Girl, hawk, hawk. (laughs) Oh my God. What do you want from me? What? What? (laughs) No, give this man credit though. Because he said that he was like, all right. I got somebody who's inexperienced here. She's not the maid, but fuck it. I'm going to have a good time. So in order for you to have a good time too, what is it that you want? And I was like, Hawk. I was like, sir, you giving me the vibes. <laughs> it's it's all of it for me. Oh, so he, this was one thing that I thought was really interesting. What? While they're still going hot and heavy, Hawk's hand goes up her thigh and uh poppy's initial initial thought was shit he's gonna feel the scars and she's self-conscious she feels like the scars diminish not her worth but like i guess i guess her beauty or the or the way people would perceive her and she mentions that in the first chapter how the duke was like oh such a shame yeah you could have been so beautiful and i was like fuck this duke right honestly you you are so then that's the first thought that comes to mind when hawk runs his hand up her thigh but hawk finds a dagger (laughs) he finds a dagger instead yo you're trying to you're trying to kill me (laughs) he was like hold up so then they make a point to say that the dagger is made out of uh bloodstone and woven bone yeah so i don't know what bloodstone is but woven bone i'm gonna assume is werewolf the bone of a werewolf or a wolf I believe so. And I think they said Bloodstone is the only thing that can kill a craven. Okay, yeah. Okay, so then talking about cravens, cravens are mentioned for the first time. And a craven, okay, this is how I'm viewing them. A craven, I think, is a crossbreed between a zombie and a vampire. Oh. I was going to ask you, because you know, you're the expert in all things here. I'm no. just new to the party. <laughs> I know, but like, okay, I know. But like, when I first read this, I was like, what the fuck is a craven? And you know, I kept thinking of Wes Craven. The, the oh, girl, bitch. Because <laughs> he makes all horror movies. No, so I, come on. So when I, when I read Craven, I was like, all right, what the fuck is a craven? So like, reading the description, it sounds to me 
So this is somebody who isn't out here to just eat flesh and brain and and everything. This is something that is mindless, but is bloodthirsty and just wants to drink blood. What I was picturing it is like zombie werewolf. Oh, that makes sense. Because of the that canines. That makes sense. Because of the canines and the the, yeah. the and the, the claws and yeah, yeah. For me, because they like, were saying with the claws and how they rip people to shreds. Yeah, and I there's right. blood everywhere. Like okay, it's, so, it's, they're not just about sucking blood; they're about like ripping people to ripping shreds apart. and, okay, and so eating maybe like, people. And yeah, okay, so it's it's more of a hybrid between a zombie and a werewolf and a werewolf mm-hmm. than it is a zombie and a, and a vampire that's what i was thinking i don't know if i'm right like i that's what i was just kind of thinking from but that makes so much sense right now thinking about like the description stuff that makes way more sense which means <laughs> i would hate to be in this fucking world i would hate <laughs> girl yeah <laughs> i wouldn't make it i would not make girl, it girl yeah oh my god um so yeah so hawk finds that dagger and um turns out victor's the one that gave her the dagger as a birthday gift which i thought was Again, father figure, cute. cute. He's he's yeah. like trying to make sure that she's you know protected and self de- and self defense and things. Hawk is like, oh, you've gotten way more interesting now. Now I'm yeah. real interested. And I was like, Poppy. <laughs> so from there, Poppy also takes like she mentions this prior earlier on when she first runs into Hawk that he was obviously with somebody in that room there was definitely somebody else in that room but what poppy is trying to figure out she's trying to figure out if he fucked around with somebody else in that room prior to her getting there or if it was something else and hawk assures her no i wasn't messing around with somebody i was here with somebody else but it was an old friend and i was like was it that girl that worked there like yeah right the one with the brown eye the one that sent poppy upstairs yeah so because i'm like they have the same color. I'm like, is he a double agent, bro? Yo. Yo. Like, and I know you can't tell me, but I'm like, damn. So, <laughs> but like, it adds so much more complexity to this character. Because I'm like, I'm like, mm, Hawk, I it see does. you. And I'm like, right. oh, damn. Like, yep. there are so many layers. There's so many. Because there's already so much shit going on. Going on. Chapter two. I know. And I was already <laughs> like, chapter oh. three. And I'm like, damn. So move on. Um, Hawk is distracted by the dagger for like two seconds. And then he's like, I'm mad interested in you now. We're going to continue the hot and heavy. So he goes to like continue it with her. And then there's a pounding on the door. And he immediately is like, somebody calls out his name. I thought this exchange was super funny. Cause like, he's like, Hawk, are you there? And he's like, it's Karen. And Hawk is like, like, I wouldn't fucking know it's, it's you. I, I know your damn voice. Like, hello. So, <laughs> so then <laughs> Karen continues to like pound on the door to like get hawk's attention and you know poppy's like you know i think you should answer him he's obviously not gonna stop so hawk is like i am thoroughly happily busy at the moment can you leave can you get the fuck away please (laughs) he's like you pound on the door one more time i will break your hand he's like it's important (laughs) kieran is like but but Man, it, it sh- we gotta do stuff. We gotta go. We gotta go. It's our job. And, and Hawk is like, fuck this job. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if fuck this job was, was, was a person? person right now. Oh, right there. Right there. But ultimately, 
you know, Hawk gives in and he's like, all right. Because Kieran is like, hey, the convoy is here, which I guess was something important. So Hawk yeah. is like, okay, I really have to go. So he tells Poppy, he's like, listen, I have to go check this out, but be here when I get back. Like, please and, don't leave. Right. And oh. Poppy's like, she's like, shake, like shaking her head yes. Like, yeah, I'll be here when you get back. And Hawk is like, great. So Hawk was already like half undressed by this point. And so he, you know, puts all his clothes and stuff and he's out. He's out the door. And at this point, Poppy is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> her maid inside took over and was like bitch you gotta go this is the opportunity so she does she makes her way back to the castle never to see hawk again what we do find out is we're still in chapter uh three so she leaves hawk and she makes it back to the castle uh it's the next day i assume or maybe a couple days afterwards or something and the day after yeah and poppy has a lady in waiting i guess she would be or more of a companion she's more of a companion for poppy and her name is i've said her name as tawny how do you how would you say tawny Tani Leon is her name. That's her last name. You looked at me oh, like I said, okay. I was like, hold on. No, I was like, I didn't know that they pronounced, I didn't know that they said her last name. Girl, I was so wrapped oh. up in, in the, the Hawk night situation. That she had with Hawk. Yeah. I didn't care. I can give a damn about Tawny. I was like, who is this? <laughs> what are we doing? Right. Why did she not stay? <laughs> so Tawny is, you know, uh, Poppy's companion. And Poppy makes a point of saying, you know, she's the second daughter of a uh, successful merchant. The queen who appointed Poppy as maiden uh, wanted Poppy to have somebody with her, you know, just to, I guess, keep her company or whatever. So that's what Tawny is. Yeah, it's a lonely life yeah. already. So, yeah, exactly. So, and Tawny is, is, she's described as rich brown skin and beautiful brown eyes and um, curly hair and things. And like, she's like her best friend almost. She, she's like almost the only friend that Poppy has because she's the only other individual that Poppy can interact with. Can I just say, I I am liking the diversity already that we have in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this. I hope we get more of this. Yeah. Because I know like, and Poppy herself isn't skinny. That's not how she's described. I know. She's a little bit, she's a little bit thicker. And I was like, yes. Okay. I was like, yes. No wonder Hawk was like, bet we not going nowhere. Bro. I was like, that's why. And when he picked her up and she's like, oh, oh. she's like, I'm not. She's like, damn, he picked me up with no problem. She's like, I am not a twig. Girl, girl. Oh my God. I was like, bet Hawk, bet. I love this book already, bro. <laughs> So then, um, so Tawny and her are like sitting about and stuff and, you know, they're just basically having what they normally would have, like just a, not a powwow, but just sitting at, at chairs and talking and eating and things. And Tawny's like, what did you do last night? <laughs> you shut up. He's none of your business, bitch. Stop asking questions. So at first, Poppy is kind of like, do I tell her? Do I not tell her? Like, what do I do? Absolutely not. But Poppy does tell her though. Tani's technically kind of like her best friend. So she feels like she should tell her. Like, this is something between her and her best friend. And so she does ultimately tell Tani, like, yeah, I went to the Red Pearl. It's exactly how the ladies in waiting and and the maids have described. And Tani. She leaves out the part about Hawk. When she admits to going to the Red Pearl, Tani is like, bitch, you went without me. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you left me here to sleep? Yeah, girl. When you went yeah. to the Red Pearl, their, I think their friendship or the companionship that they have, that is kind of like a friendship. I think it's so precious to Poppy. And I think it's really nice that she has somebody besides like Victor that she can 
potentially like talk to because tawny also knows that poppy can defend herself not to she doesn't know to what extent but she does know that poppy can defend herself also in this chapter it's said that she gets to go to the right unmasked i think that might be like a party yeah it's it's before the ascension yeah yeah she's excited about that but yeah so she's excited about the right because she gets to go unmasked she gets to you know not have to wear this veil the way she's describing this veil it's got to be like it weighs way too much the headdress weighs too much and then the veil on top of it she's like there's a bunch of chains around it and things and i was like bitch what but all no. the time and all invite, the time and it's like girl and she can like see but it's like kind of like oh my god that's but it's the powerful. fact that they have her wearing white like her wardrobe is all white and like yeah. she can she has to wear the veil when she leaves her room yeah her room is sacred she doesn't have to wear it and so tawny is probably one of the few people who know what she actually looks like. Yeah, it's only Tawny and Victor. then her brother and her two guards. So, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're the only ones who know what she actually looks like under the Besides, veil. Besides, like, the queen. The duchess and the, duchess. and the... Yeah, the duchess, the duke, and the queen. Everybody else has never seen her without the veil. And yeah. everybody else does, never interacts with her because the rule is that she's not supposed to, quote-unquote, linger. All that means is that she she's not allowed to interact with anybody else. That's it. Yeah. That's all that means. So her and Tani are like basically talking. They're in the rooms. They're going back and forth or whatever. Not that this chapter was super short, but this chapter was just, I guess this chapter was just to give you more of an indication besides like the ending to what happened with her and Hawk. But just this yeah. chapter was more to give you an indication of like what her relationship is like with Tawny. So then at, by the end of this chapter, the only other thing that I thought was important was Victor grabbed her for a cursed. That's what he said. He like he grabbed yeah. her for a cursed. And then they left the castle. And then I was like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, so moving on to the next chapter, chapter four, right? So Victor grabbed her for a curse and then they snuck out of the castle because again, Poppy's not allowed to leave the castle. What ends up happening here is we come to find out that Victor is a part of a secret organization. So how we mentioned earlier, the mist and the craven, if you're not eaten or killed by these monsters, if you're scratched or bitten, then you are infected, which then means you have like a day or two or so, maybe a couple days before you're completely taken over and then you are considered a craven. So like what ends up happening is Victor's a part of the secret organization where he is doing mercy kills. He's going out, he's hearing that you know that certain people that these people are bitten or these people are scratched or whatever. He goes to the house, he double checks, he asks these people like do you have a curse or or do you have somebody who's been bitten or anything like that and if they say yes, he goes in and he basically tells the person look this is what's going to happen he tells like the family or the spouse or whoever it is of this person and he's like this is what's going to happen we're going to you know basically put this person down but at least we're putting them down while they're still human and they want to do this as quickly as possible before the person is turned into a craven so victor's a part of this what ends up happening is poppy being how she is she snuck out one night and saw victor do this and then she convinced victor that she too could help because of her special ability so not only is she able to pick up on people's strongest emotions she's able to push like a calmness or some type of emotion on people too and what she does is she goes into the room with this person and she thinks of all of the happy memories that she has and it, it brings a calmness to her and she pushes that onto the other person. She has to be touching, I think, the other person to do it. They automatically feel calm and when she goes to kill them, and it's not a bloody killing, 
this this girl just takes a dagger to the back of the skull so it's quick and she like just kills them quickly but they don't feel any pain when it happens so that for for poppy is a mercy kill and that's essentially what happened in chapter four they go out there's a family it's, it's a wife and her husband's the one that was infected and he's in the room and he tried to to off himself i think and it just didn't work and he just wanted to die before he became a craven because he didn't want to kill his family and the woman the wife immediately knows that it's poppy she's like or that it's the maiden Right. She's like, oh, my God, you're the maiden. I heard all these great things like, thank you so much. And thank you for this and da, 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 whatever. And Poppy's like, yeah, yeah, OK. It, it, I mean, obviously, this is like a, a not a bad situation, but it's kind of like a I'm doing a good thing. But at the same time, I'm killing somebody. You know what I mean? And Yeah. And also, it's like Victor looks at her like people have been talking, talking. about you. And this Correct. is not good. No. So she goes in. She does the deed. She she helps the guy. She kills the guy. She um mercy kills him and stuff. And then she comes back out. And when they leave before he um before she kills him, the guy is like, hey, listen, there was another guy that was with me that was infected. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was great because at that point, Poppy's like, shit, we have one other person we got to be looking for. So then um the guy does that. She, she you know she gives a mercy kill and then she's out the door. This is when Victor's like, listen, I don't think you should be doing this anymore. He's like, obviously people are, have been talking. There's rumors that you're out and about and that you're helping the people. He's like, we just don't want this to go back to the Duke and the Duchess and you know shit go down. And this was because I think this is the chapter maybe. It's um, chapter. So five. that was chapter four and cha- yeah, that was chapter four and chapter five essentially. So they go to Agnes's house. Is that what they go to the father's house? To try to see if Ridley is um, there. And um, the father's like, no, I already killed him. Here's where I buried him. And he's like crying and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like you said, he has that whole talk with Poppy about like, yeah. you shouldn't be doing this anymore. The thing is, though, you know how I always like to play devil's advocate. And I'm yes. super, super suspicious of everybody. I don't think that father killed him. You don't think so? No. I don't, mm, I don't know. I, like, I don't know it- if the father killed him. I don't know. It was I mean, just too, it was too easy. Too neat. It was too, it was too neat and clean. It was too neat and clean and yeah. easy. And I don't think that father killed Ridley. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel bad that like a parent had to do that to a child, yeah. obviously. Cause like that sucks. But he was big. Like, like, essentially. Yeah. Like it, it, but at it, the same time. Yeah. It's, it yeah. Sucks. It's like, oh, okay. You know, it was either yeah. him or the rest of the, the town. Whole town. <laughs> the whole like, town. town. You gotta um, put him down. Right, exactly. What I will say is in chapter five, it's more of a clear definition of Victor and Poppy's relationship. Yes, because for this sure. is that is definitely a father-daughter relationship. Like Victor questions her. He's like, Do you want to be found unworthy? Like, is that yeah. what it is? Because yeah. Poppy is is doing all these things that essentially the maiden shouldn't be doing. And Victor knows he's not fucking dumb, but he's just kind of like, I think you want to be found unworthy and that you don't want to do this. And like Poppy, yeah. that just makes Poppy sit and think more. And she's just kind of like, I, like, I don't know. And Poppy's young. You're putting all this weight on her, like all this pressure on her. And she's a young kid. Well, not kid, but you know, she is because you remember us at 19. Like, yeah, you don't know. Shit. We were, we were kids. Shit. We were kids. We didn't know anything. And you're putting all of this stuff on her. And she doesn't even know what she's getting into. And she's supposed to save humanity and help all of these other people ascend. And she essentially doesn't even know what that means for her and for her life. Right. You know? Exactly. So, and I think I think it's the unknown that she's scared about. I, I don't know if it's in this chapter or maybe one of the, maybe chapter six. But Poppy is the first maiden in 
centuries. Yeah. So nobody knows what the hell happens when a maiden ascends because nobody has lived long enough for it. And it's not in the books. It's nothing that happens in the no. books. It's like there's a maiden, they help people ascend, and that's it. And then that's it. There's right. nothing after that. She's just scared. And like she's just scared that she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, which is yeah. completely understandable. So Victor is is having this com- like having that type of conversation with her when they leave. What another thing that we do find out in this chapter is that the Duke Tierman, 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 I think. So yeah. it's Duke Tierman and Duchess Tierman. These are the people that that are uh, the owners of the castle and they run Macedonia. And in this chapter, we find out the Duke has been abusing Poppy. And that shit pissed me off when I found out. Like when I was reading yeah. it, I was like, are you fucking kidding yeah, like me? Like any anytime she doesn't like obey the rules or act as she should, he, he gives her, her a, a lesson. lesson. A lesson. Yeah. And me and Morgan are saying lesson in in like quotations because yeah, quotation what it, marks. What it really is is that he's beaten her. Because there's a line in here in chapter five, I think, where Victor says, I've been there when you can't walk out of the duke's office and poppy's like she feels so much shame because victor had to see her that way when i first read that i was like victor why you why are you her personal guard why wouldn't you defend her but then i thought about it reading it the second time around i'm like it's because he's a guard if he tried to defend her he would have gotten probably worse if not killed and it probably would have been seen as treason yeah exactly and Mm so he's He's there for her. He just can't be there for her to protect her from the Duke. And so yeah. I was like, fuck this Duke. And then we find out about Rylan or Raylan, which is Poppy's. Um, yeah, which Poppy's is other, her, her other personal, personal guard, yeah. guard. So everybody calls her Poppy, but Rylan calls her Pen, And that's his nickname for her. And I was like, that's so sweet. It's oh, cute. my God. And then we run into Lord Brandle Mason. Am I saying Oh, fuck. Fuck that guy. Lord Brandle Mason. Let me tell you, if disgusting. If disgusting. Oh, wait, wait, this is chapter six. No, no, no. Right? At the end of the end of chapter five. Like she's walking the quarters with Rylan oh, of the yeah. castle yeah. with him. And then they run into Lord Mason. And oh. Lord Mason has been in those lessons with the Duke and Poppy. So Bruh. he also and abuses her for the pettiest reason. For the pettiest reason, because he lost a card game to her brother, and she, and she laughed. laughed. How fucking petty! Are is you fucking this? kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's why. That's why. And like you have nothing better to do with your time. He himself is a creep because he is. I was reading like while while I was reading it, I was like, um, why are you taking her into a dark corner? Why do you want it to be just you and her? Damn well knowing that she is not supposed to linger. And then you're doing this in public in front of all the other servants and stuff. And he takes her into the the fucking alcove. And then just like, oh, God, he's such a no. fucking, oh, and he's like, such a creep. But here's the thing. Rylan, Ray, Rylan or Raylan, he's like, uh, no. And Poppy, in order to save him, is like, no, it's okay. I will go with him. I'm sure that this talk will take you know, a couple seconds, not a big deal. But the moment she gets behind that curtain and stuff, I was like, Poppy, no. And like, she was getting ready to defend herself because he was getting, he was getting a little antsy. Like he was touching her and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, you're not supposed to be touching me. I'm the maiden. And he came back and he was like, oh, well, we'll see how the Duke feels about you being rude. And I was like, oh, my. I was like, Poppy, pop him. She said she was about to cut his nigga off. <laughs> I was like, pop him. I was like, do it. Relieve him of his appendage. Yes. So at this point, 
Poppy's about to fight. She's in fighting stance. And this guy, she says that she felt like something wet on her neck. Right. So he was about to do something. And at that exact point in time is when somebody screams in the hallway. So Poppy immediately, like, they they get out, right, from the curtain. And Rylan is there. And he's like, Pen, you shouldn't see this. And when they look, it's that a, I think it was a maid, right? It was a lady in wait. Yeah. So a lady in waiting had been killed. And she's half dressed on like some type of couch or lounge thing or something in the room. Like a chase. Yeah. yeah. And she's half off it, half on it. Her, her face is pale and there's like puncture wounds in her neck. So they're like, oh shit. Her neck was broken. Like it broken. was twisted. It was snapped. Yeah. Like it was yeah. twisted. They were like, what the fuck? So that's the end of chapter five. And Poppy, like, investigator that she is. She was like, oh, hell no. Yep. And my question, my question at the end of chapter five was like, wait a minute. Are the alcoves used for, like, the ascended to feed? Because the way that she describes the ascended, I'm like, okay, the ascended are definitely vampires. Vampires. Uh, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. And we, we can all thank Twilight like, for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, the cold ones. She doesn't feel like, any emotions no. from them at all. She says their eyes are, like, dark she like knows that they're the, cold and distant and i'm like uh-huh. duh yeah. no legit because like <laughs> when i picked up this book and i read that that how she described the ascended immediately what you just said i immediately was like oh they're vampires vampires. so i was like okay so we have vampires we have werewolves werewolves zombie-ish werewolves mm-hmm. and then we have the main character who is some type of empath, some type of supernatural person. Yeah. I was like, bet, when is the movie coming out? Because this deserves it. <laughs> Bing bong. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, so then we move on to chapter six. The beginning of chapter six was everybody speculating how this lady in waiting died. So yeah. everybody's like, okay, what's going on? The Duke is telling the crowd and everybody else, oh, it was a dissenter. Which are just, yeah, followers of the Dark One who is uh, Prince Castile, who already, I was like, Prince Castile. <laughs> the yep. Dark One. <laughs> the Dark One. Well, apparently, so just to give a little background, because I think this chapter also talks about that. The Dark One, who is aka Prince Castile, they say that he is somebody who's trying to overturn the Kingdom of Solus, which is this entire kingdom that Poppy's in. So that's uh, Macedonia, Carcedonia. It belongs to the king and queen. I think the queen's name is Isabel or something like that. And this is where Poppy is living currently. Prince Castile or the Dark One, he is a part of Atlantia. And Atlantia is an entirely other kingdom that they say didn't make it past the War of Two Kings. I don't think they go much into detail about the War of Two Kings. They don't. Yeah. Atlantia was the kingdom that lost. And it's like supposedly an ancient kingdom that now barely exists. And Prince Castile is supposedly the prince of that kingdom. And he is what they call an Atlantean. So he's supposed to be the special breed or something of people. And anybody who follows him is a dissenter. And what that basically means is that they just want to overthrow the kingdom of solace so duke tierman is trying to tell the crowd oh this was a dissenter this was somebody who works for the dark one right and they're looking at him like you really think we about to swallow that so victor is talking with poppy and he's telling poppy like could it have been a craven and poppy is like no most definitely not because she's been in contact with a craven. She's been scratched. That's where her scars come from. That was right. the night that her parents died. Which, 
Question. If other people are getting infected because a craven has scratched them or bit them, why wasn't Poppy infected? She's saying that she's the only one that wasn't. Right. So why Which wasn't maybe is why she's the chosen one. But there has to be something there because she also has special abilities. So my thing is, is like, why weren't you infected? There's way more going on than you just being a maiden and having special abilities. There's, there's I don't know. More. That's what, That was my question too. She was there's scratched. More. She wasn't infected. And then mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's where her abilities came from as well. Oh, that would be interesting. Which is why she's the chosen one. Okay. But yeah, so Victor is saying like maybe it was a craven. Poppy's like, no, definitely not. They don't do that type of stuff. She's like, there would have been way more carnage. Or uh, I think Victor's saying there would have like been that. way more blood. Yeah. Because yeah. she was like two puncture wounds the size of an on eye kick on the right. neck. And a craven has four canines and there would have been way much blood Way spilled. more going on. It was too clean for that. Yes. That's what Poppy's saying. Poppy's like, it's just way too clean. Victor is, is essentially bouncing ideas off of her. So they're going back and forth. And then Victor's like, it could have been an Atlantean. Yeah. He was like, I think it's an Atlantean. Atlantean. Like, he brings it up and she's yeah, like, like, thank God. Because that's what I think it is. Right. So now we kind of find out. Okay. So we already know the Ascended are vampires. Now we know the Atlanteans, anybody who is an Atlantean is a vampire. They have to be. If that's if that's how they are, then most definitely they're a vampire. So yeah, so that's why I was like, okay, so th- that was my question too. I was like, okay, so the ascended are vampires. Are the Atlanteans also vampires? Because I was like, I didn't But my thing is is like maybe okay. So like cause they're they're saying that they're saying that Atlanteans apparently do that, right? Like they puncture and they, they can drink blood. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, all right, so then everybody's a fucking vampire except for anybody who's not an ascended or who isn't an Atlantean. That's what I'm saying. Like, but are they are they vampires or are they just a different type of creature? Because the way that they were describing it, I was like in my notes, I was like, okay, so an Atlantean, are they just creatures that are like vampires, but they don't have immortality because they don't live forever. No, but they're they're slowed down, though. They're, they're, their their lifespan is slowed down so it's they don't die at like right. uh they don't they don't live at like a um a human rate like they don't die immediately they're but, like renesme um, it stops at a certain well point. no no renesme is different renesme is different because she stops aging at 18 and then she lives forever oh really yeah. i thought she like yeah you didn't I know read, that no i mean well i knew that she stopped aging at 18 but i just thought that like it slowed yeah, she stops, down no, okay she, yeah she stops living at 18 and then she lives forever but with the atlanteans they're like they need blood to survive and it, yeah. it, it like expands their lifetime yeah. but eventually they, they will die. die okay yeah. yeah so that's kind of the most part of chapter six them going back and forth trying to figure out what's going on then yeah. we get to a part where they've kind of confined poppy to her room for a little bit and then poppy really needs to take a walk she's like i can't be in these i can't be in this quarter anymore i, I gotta go i gotta i gotta get out of here so rylan or raylan he's like sitting there and he's like hey pen you want to take a walk like he's like what happened is he's like i know it's terrible but you know that that shouldn't stop you from going out to enjoy what you can enjoy and so they go outside they go take a walk poppy loves to walk through the garden to a specific tree and yeah the blooming night rose yeah yeah so she walks through the garden with Rylan. They're talking and stuff. And then next thing you know, an arrow <laughs> an arrow is shot through the sky and hits Rylan. Rylan is dead. And as he is dying, he tells Poppy, run. Poppy is like, oh, my God. 
shit. <laughs> because I liked him. I did too. I liked him so much. Like, Same. damn it, Jennifer. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, this is somebody who, like, Poppy can trust. And she does trust him. And he calls her Pen. Like, that's such a cute nickname. Why would you introduce me to this character? Well, I need to take him away. Exactly. So, in Chapter 7, we're picking up right where Chapter 6 left off. Where, you know, Rylan is dead. He tells Poppy to run. Poppy is looking at him stunned because that arrow came out of nowhere. And then... She's trying to get him to wake up. She doesn't feel anything coming from him. So she knows immediately that he's dead. And she, for some reason, she said when she tried to reach out to him with her senses, she tasted ash, which I thought was interesting because that comes up later. In her hearts of hearts, she knows that Rylan's dead, but she's trying to like, wake up, Rylan, wake up, like that type of thing. Oh, Um, no. So then what ends up happening is, so he's killed by a guy. This guy shows up, like he comes out of the shadows and he is planning to kidnap poppy like that that was his goal he basically tells poppy he's like listen you gonna come with me i gotta take you to the dark one or whatever it is and like poppy looking at him like uh, no you obviously don't know who i am <laughs> you must not know about me thanks so poppy puts the training that she's been doing with victor she puts that into play and when i tell you this man was unprepared not ready not ready <laughs> Not ready. He thought this chick was a damsel in distress. He was not prepared. Granted, she did get hit in the face. Yeah, she got hit a couple times. Yeah, but she protected herself enough where she actually got to stab him. And he was not expecting that. So he immediately is like, you bitch. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I can't wait. He's like, I can't wait to tear into you. And Poppy is like, huh, we'll see if you can. This is one thing in this chapter that I was like, bet she is not a damsel in distress. This chick does not need a hero. She knows exactly how to fight. And she's stubborn. She's like, if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. And there's no nothing you could tell me differently. And I was like, right. I like this type of character. I like this type of main character. You know what I mean? Right. And he also says, it's very interesting. He's like, I don't care what he has planned for you. Yes. I'm going to rip into you. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is definitely like, you're not the guy. No, like you're not the guy in charge. No, you're just bringing her to the guy that's in charge. Correct. You just the grunt man. You just right. Yes. With that, like we do realize when he says that it, it's immediately thought of that the dark one was involved. Chapter seven was just it had everything to do with Poppy knowing how to defend herself and Rylan dying and ultimately like her telling Victor, you know, Rylan's dead, stuff like that. Because now there's a vacancy there. You have Victor, who's her, her personal guard. But now there's a vacancy because there was another guard she mentions this earlier on there was another guard who was watching her his name was Haynes and he died in his sleep which everybody was super super confused about because he was in his 40s and he was supposed to be as healthy as a horse and now they've killed Rylan and Victor is one guard he can't he can't watch her all day every day <sighs> so, I just thought of something we about to see Hawk huh <laughs> we about to see Hawk <laughs> well that too that too okay no keep going keep going i'll put it in predictions yeah okay we move on to chapter eight the duchess is upset that somebody tried to steal poppy or kidnap poppy and victor's upset that like you know this happened during the you know while somebody was watching her and things like that so this is this is just the aftermath of this whole situation and of course yeah. uh poppy felt like rylan was one of her friends like she felt like he was a close person to her so she wants to go to his funeral and victor is like no you really shouldn't you really should not be going and she's like she, she's kind of stubborn 
in this in this part and she's like no i'm gonna go like he was my personal guard i've known i've known him for a little bit like i want to go oh she also says this like she can't fathom losing victor not at all and i can i can just imagine this is supposed to be her father figure and she just like a father figure she just can't fathom losing this man so then even though victor told her not to go poppy does go to uh, rylan's funeral Everybody's there. All the guards from the rise are there. His his uh, Ryland's family's there. Like that type of thing. Victor's there to pay his respects, and Poppy wanted to go to pay her respects as well. But here's the thing: Poppy's the maiden, so her yeah. showing up, everybody immediately was like, "Oh my god!" And she didn't think that far ahead. She just thought about, "Oh, I want to see my friend. Like I want to see. I want to go to my friend's funeral and pay my respects to my friend." And everybody else is like, "Oh my god, the the maiden's here," and she, in this point in time, she's like, "Oh." I might have messed up like Victor wants to pay his respects and he might not be able to because I'm here and I'm a charge. I'm supposed to be somebody he's supposed to protect. So when that happens, somebody comes up behind her and looks at Victor and is like, I got her. Don't worry about it. That person is Hawk Hawk shows up and he's like, hello. (laughs) Victor, but I give this to Victor. I I wrote in my notes. I was like, uh, Victor's father senses are tingling yeah. he immediately was yeah. like do you he was like but do you and uh, i give it to hawk cock was like yes like i have her you can go pay your respects like i got her i know who i'm protecting yes. she's trying so hard not to laugh yes. she's like what do you oh shit um Another thing was in this, this like in that little interaction, Victor does go to pay his respects from Ryland, which leaves Hawk and Poppy by themselves. So Hawk tells, you know, he's making small talk with her. He's like kind of like, you know, everybody's honored that you're here. Like you, you do, you do Ryland an honor being here type of thing and you know she's trying not to say anything because she knows if she opens her fucking mouth <laughs> hawk is gonna know immediately that she's the one from the night na- that night but then hawk says you got hurt he looks at the bottom of her like her face because again the veil covers half of it so he sees yeah. the bottom half of her face and he, he sees where um she was hit and so he's like oh you got hurt and when he says that immediately he's like like that's not gonna happen again that's never gonna happen again i was like yes he was like i can assure you never gonna happen again and then never gonna happen again. ends on that note and i was that like was oh that. oh my god i know it was such a good cliffhanger such a good cliffhanger i swear it was such an amazing cliffhanger to end on yeah and i was just like oh my god that was so sexy <laughs> I know it makes you want to read more, so I'm more than happy to like re- keep going. I was I'm more than happy to keep going. I will admit, I read the first page of chapter nine. I, I did. knew it, I knew it. But you know what? I can't say shit because I've already read the book. Oh yeah, so it's okay. Yeah. So go ahead, say your predictions. Oh girl, girl, I was all over the place, and I was like, okay, 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 we gotta we gotta get it back down. So my predictions, prediction number one is Hulk is gonna become Poppy's guard. And he's going to see her face because all of the guards and the people that are closest to her see her face. So that's granted. Yeah. Prediction number two, Tawny is going to get suspicious about Hawk and Poppy. And somehow I think she's going to find out about them. And prediction number three, Castile is going to make an appearance at the right. I think he's going to get into the castle. Mm. Yeah. Um, So those are my three predictions. And I'm super excited to keep reading. I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> this book, man. I knew you were going to like this book. I immediately knew you were going to like this book. So yeah, that's 
that's that chapters is. one through eight yeah so it was chock full of shit like it was so much yeah, information yeah. so the next chapters that we are going to read are chapters nine through 16 and make sure that you guys take lots of notes there's another thing that i wanted to do for this i'm gonna call it season because every book that we read is gonna be a new season i guess um if you guys have things that you would like to say and discuss with us, make sure you jump on the Facebook page because we have a Facebook discussion group. And if you guys have predictions as well, let us know and we will add them to the podcast too. Yes. If you guys want to like be a part of it, hit us up. Yeah. But with that, I want to say thank you guys for joining and yes. stay YA at heart guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.